welcome to On the Road with Supernatural, the podcast where we watch and discuss Supernatural episode to episode from the beginning. I'm Jasper Graydon. I'm Jordan Grimm. And I'm Allie. And we'll be your hosts for this Monster of the Week journey through American folklore and Christian mythology. Um, so this episode is about air travel. Tell me about you guys' air travel experiences. Um, so actually, weirdly, I have a fear of heights <laughs> and it dates back to being on a plane so oh, so it's like a wombo combo yes i've only flown twice in my life what yes and the first time i was a very little kid um i was to- i was maybe like two but um my mom's best friend mary who she's still really close with you know was kind of she does this thing where she was kind of like oh i'm not afraid of heights like i'm totally fine and then um we got on the plane and she immediately starts like screaming her oh head God, off. Of She's very, very dramatic. <laughs> and then from that, I then became afraid of heights oh, because I was like, oh my gosh, we're up high. This person's sc- screaming their head off Jesus. that I know. So yeah, I've course. spent, yes, very, my, my whole life pretty much afraid of flying. Mm-hmm. I will say my heights fear is more to do with like roller coasters than flying. I, if I'm enclosed in something, I'm usually mm-hmm. fine. But. I ended up going to BlizzCon with a friend <laughs> a couple years ago, and I was horrified of flying. Um, but my friend was like, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. And I'm like, sure. And I'm like the type of person I don't really freak out often. Yeah. So we get on the plane, and I'm kind of ready for, like, the anxiety to come. But then, like, my friend starts freaking out on the plane. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I think just, like, having like someone else freak out and then me being like that's so embarrassing <laughs> like kind of shock like now i'm not really afraid of flying anymore kind of like You're just like that ain't me <laughs> yes though i will say planes are not made for six four people Yo. i dread flying because of that um my most distinct memory i've done a lot of flying over the years um i tried to travel abroad like every other year at least and when I was in fourth grade, we were going to Ireland, and this is 2004, so it's when mm-hmm. security was really ramped up, and I remember they kept putting on the loudspeaker, like, do not leave your bag anywhere. Your bag will be confiscated, and you won't have it. Oh, wow. And it was so intense, and little fourth grade me is so sleep deprived because of how excited I am that I start like on the way to the airplane having almost a panic attack being like I I've left my bag I won't have my bag and I'm causing this giant scene and my mom is on allergy meds or something because she has anxiety <laughs> about planes no. and decided to peace out and I'm making the scene everyone's staring at me and my older sister points out that my backpack is in fact on my back Oh As I am god. screaming that I have lost my backpack <laughs> and we can't go to Ireland. No. Oh my god. So and and that plane ride, we had such bad turbulence that the overhead compartments shook so much they opened. Oh no. So after that I was like, you know, everything's good. And I don't like flying, but I do it. It's what, okay. What yeah, about you, Jasper? Um so the only like distinctive flights I've been on were the ones um back and forth from Japan, which is mm. like all combined it's like an 18 hour experience it's really really (laughs) horrible but um the way back was 
much weirder than the way there. So like first off, our flight was delayed for like forever, forever. So like me and a bunch of fucking jabronis are like laying down on the floor having to sleep overnight in the airport. I can't remember. There was like some sort of massive like system crash. Oh no. Um, for the whole airline. It was like this like across the globe pretty much. Um, this was in like 2016, I think. So if anyone remembers that, <laughs> it was horrible. What time of year was it? It was August. Okay. Yeah. I like I don't think there was anything like particularly crazy. It was just some sort of like system error. But yeah, so there was that and then mm-hmm. when I was finally on the plane, I was just in such a weird mood. I ended up watching um Avengers I think the second one, <laughs> the one with the the um the red bald guy. Oh, uh yeah. Or maybe he's purple. Ultron or He's he's the Are you one... talking Ultron or Thanos? Ultron. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, they're both bald and yeah, not yeah. skin colored. <laughs> yeah. I would never forget Thanos. But I so I watched it. I watched Age of Ultron on the plane with no subtitles because I didn't feel like fucking with the earbuds. And I just remember thinking, God, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. It's so like, bad. even without having the dialogue, I could tell what was going on and that I hated it. So <laughs> That's, you know, that's that's my, my little airplane story there. <laughs> All right. Well, moving right along. Today's episode is season one, episode four, Phantom Traveler, the one where the boys dabble in counterterrorism. <laughs> this episode was written by... <laughs> I'm glad that pleases you, Allie. I did not expect it. Sorry. That was a surprise. This episode was written by Richard Haddam and directed by Robert Singer. It originally aired on October 4th, 2005, which, um, yeah, talking about like the security and mm-hmm. stuff, it was something that I had forgotten about. They're, they like even mentioned they're like, oh, what can we get onto the plane? And like not being able to look at the plane wrecks because mm-hmm. 9-11 was still... That was still, like, only a couple of days a ago. A recent memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they were like, oh, it it leaves in 30 minutes. Let's get seats. Oh, yeah, are you yeah. kidding? Not today. <laughs> I mean, I feel like not even then either. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, that was definitely, like, a 90s thing. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, really crazy that they were just able to get onto the plane. Not only that, but, like, I was just thinking the whole episode, and I'm like, trying to get better at hand-waving things in this show. <laughs> but I'm like, they just pretended to be Homeland Security agents. Yes! Snuck, or, like, their faces are on camera. They're going to be on a no-fly list so fast. Yes, okay, that too. But I was thinking, like, these motherfuckers just got busted just for pretending to be in the federal wildlife. Yes. Yeah. And, and like, that is an, that's like peas and carrots they're, this they're pretending they're like oh i know we can definitely get away with homeland mm-hmm. security and the first time they do it they don't even like wear a suit like to talk yep. to the, the one survivor and he's just like oh okay like what? <laughs> boys <laughs> yeah i'm just like that's that's the hardest thing to hand wave about this show is just like how they're not like so wanted and like so many states it's a narrative that comes up you will be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I will say this is another episode where like 90% of it 
is daytime with that fucking gray filter, the gray day <laughs> filter. Okay, but the first scene, you could actually tell skin tone, and I wrote it down because I was like, someone's alive. We don't have just zombies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Some color. Because mm-hmm, they're in the airport. Yeah, this literally looked like an episode of The X Files. <laughs> yes, it like, did. Like, it was so dated looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't mind it, though. I don't yeah. know. And it's funny that you say that since they do make an X Files reference in this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even catch it. Yeah, yeah. He was like, we don't have time for the whole the truth is out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They allude to X-Files so much, which is good since this is basically X-Files, yep. but Christianity. <laughs> I've compared the show to the X-Files a lot in my mind, but like the X-Files kind of like media has power. Yeah. And like, I don't know if you guys have like heard of this, but there was literally a phenomenon in the 90s called the Scully effect, where like um, young girls who had watched the X-File, like looked up to Gillian Anderson's character and there became like so many women entering like math and science fields and stuff after yes. the X-Files. Amazing. Yeah, which is so incredible. And I'm like, I feel like this show could, could try a little harder. Yeah. Not that TV has to, like TV can just be fun. That's okay. That's funny because I had noticed when the stewardess is a woman and it's not because like women, it's not because women fill those roles in this show, but it's because women only fill these roles where so far like they're either moms Mm -hmm. or the wife of someone who died or the stewardess. Yes. Oh, well, at least that actress did a pretty good job Mm -hmm. i thought like as a character amanda even though she was like a one-off she was like smart and she was like okay well we're not gonna risk crashing the whole plane i guess so and i recognize that actress too she's had a pretty big career so Mm -hmm. she was um the star of the witches of eastwick reboot you know the movie with Cher. no idea what that is you've never heard of the witches of eastwick um, I'll educate you guys one day. <laughs> I do have her name written down oh, because yeah. she looked familiar to me. Yeah. Um, her name is Jamie Ray Newman. Hmm. Jamie Ray Newman. Yeah. Nice. I noted another actor in this as well. Um, the character Jerry, who's like their contact. Yeah. Um, is played by Brian Markinson, who was Dr. Rosen in Mad Men. He was the one who um, Don was, like, fucking his wife, and they lived across the hall from each other, or, like, maybe just upstairs from each mm-hmm. other or something. And the the daughter walks in on Don with uh, yep. the wife. But he was, like, the, the, the husband, yeah. the other husband. I think he was, like, a surgeon mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, he's a very recognizable face and in this he has very recognizable sleeves yes. holy crap those <laughs> sleeves they're so big that was like the last episode with lucas i was like why is he always in like the biggest sweatsuit yes okay always. that's like one of the things that i forgot that i wanted to talk about with episode three was like those fucking sweatsuits so. i thought it was his prison outfit <laughs> yeah I, that's what i thought it was like yeah. it literally looks like a prison outfit gray matching nothing fits yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and this one we got Jerry's big sleeves. Jerry's big sleeves. And we sleeves. got Dean's ass for the first time. Oh, yeah. A very slow zoom across it. They're just making sure you saw. I liked that scene because it went from, like, chaos <laughs> to, like, Dean asleep on the bed. It was a good smash also, cut. Also, he sleeps like a, like a child. Yeah, like spread the, out. Spread out, like the starfish, but, like, also on his stomach. 
And then very Sam cute. perving through that oh, glass. Oh yeah, that's so weird. He's yeah. like stopping and looking like what the fuck. <laughs> I, I think they were trying to invoke that sort of like, oh, someone's like yeah, like like who's there invaded. Mm-hmm. But like obviously it's Sam. I don't know. It's so weird. I think we're yeah. so used to that kind of like vulnerability of sleep. And, and, like, those kinds yes. of things being, like, a, a feminine role that when we're presented with the exact same thing, but it's Jensen Ackles' ass, we're, like, just not concerned. We're, like, yeah. he'll be okay. That's a good point because <laughs> I hadn't noticed how the only people who are in underwear so far or in sleeping stuff are the females in it. Yeah. So yep. it's the first time we've got a male in that position. Yeah, yeah. especially when we come across in the very first episode, Dean's, fe- I mean, Sam's. One of these days, I will get over Gilmore Girl Dean. <laughs> Never. Sam's wife, not wife, fiance. Sam's fiance. He, had, he was he going to. Her. Okay, that's Jess. Yes, yeah, Jess. When we Sam's came across Jess. Jess. <laughs> Sam's Jess. And she was asleep in like busty, cut up Smurf shirt. And then Sam was also home, but he was like fully dressed, <laughs> like shoes on. Sleep pants. Yeah. He, he didn't have shoes on. He didn't? No. No. Okay. I remember this because you like see a weird amount of his feet when he does that like flippy thing. That's so funny because I was thinking in the last scene how it was like pervy on her feet in the bathtub. (laughs) Because it's just like zoomed in on her feet. Someone behind the camera is really interested in feet and is probably a big Tarantino fan. Probably. Did we get any feet in this episode? I wasn't paying attention. Not that I noticed. There might have been briefly. I'm not usually a, looking a, for feet. A dean foot. A oh. dean foot. Briefly. Well, hey, we're keeping tabs for any of you <laughs> foot freaks out there. So there you go. It's very important to keep track of these mm-hmm. things, you know. We all know that's why you tune in. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I do also really like that scene um, because it, again, places it very specifically in time with the George Foreman infomercial thing. Yeah. Do you remember, like, no. seeing those on TV? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I love how, like, people were just, like, obsessed with those when we were, like, teenaged and, like, a little younger. And now the, the new thing is air fryers. Oh, we use, <laughs> we don't have that, but we use our George Foreman all the time because we don't own a toaster. What? <laughs> I don't believe in toasters, but we use wow. a George Foreman if we're, like, grilling paninis. <laughs> I also don't it eat works. meat. <laughs> Yeah. So. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I did want to talk about that first scene, and mm-hmm. um, the thing I've liked actually, the thing I liked the most about this episode is the last two episodes we had outside characters yeah. and like those relationships kind of interacted with Dean and Sam's relationship, but this mm-hmm. episode seemed very focused on just Sam and Dean the as brothers. And um, we kind of get what's really interesting, too, is they, they're they so good at this. Like, this is, like, every episode they've subverted our expectations mm-hmm. of their relationship. Because we immediately see Dean, like, Sam, you're not getting enough sleep. Are you taking care of yourself? Mm-hmm. But then in this episode, mm-hmm. Sam ends up taking care of Dean. Yeah. It is a very Sam-focused episode, which is yeah. nice after several in a row of mostly Dean doing things that Sam gets to, like do anything but it's kind of funny to me that like in order for sam to have a leading role um this this early on 
uh, that, like, Dean just has to be, like, completely, like, psychologically checked out, just, mm-hmm. like, not able to do anything. Yes. Because he's so petrified of flying. I did put, um, Sam finally cares about others, and if they die. Yeah. Which I was so happy to see. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it kind of, like, showed a little, too, is, like, did Sam not care because, like, so it's kind of funny because, like, it's the first time that, like, Sam can be, like, I'm ready to move on and not mm. get checked on it. Yeah. So this time it's, like, he's, like, oh, shit, Dean actually, like, might not be able to do this. Am I really now going to be able to just let these people die? And he's, like, no, I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's some good yeah. development for Sam there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and when the dad says he's proud or, like, not that he says he's proud, but other guy says jerry he's like yeah. your dad's gonna be so proud everyone with father issues is immediately like oh that's all we want yeah. tonight <laughs> so i do think it, it like puts you more on sam's side in this part yeah. and seeing that he was respected but maybe not in an appropriate way or to his face and i think a lot yeah. of times um familiar relations can like say great things about you to others but never to you yeah so i like seeing that yeah 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 because like especially when you have a dynamic established with someone that you're close to that's contentious mm-hmm. it can be hard to enter into interaction um without feeling like you have to be defensive or on guard or have mm-hmm. expectations that like arguments will happen no matter what you do Mm -hmm. so then it it does it does make it hard to be honest about like your Mm -hmm. positive feelings about the other person and to just Mm -hmm. have that be natural that scene where jerry is like oh yeah your dad talked about you all the time he's so proud of you going to stanford i was just Oh, my heart. Mm-hmm. I like not for John. I don't care about John. No, Fuck but for you. Sam. You should be proud, you piece of shit. But for Sam, who's like, what? Really? It just it makes mm-hmm. him like feel like such a little kid for a second. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I really enjoyed that scene. And also like you can kind of see a parallel with Dean there too. Um, with a small little scene, but like with his EMF reader, how he's like so proud of his little EMF reader that he built. You can kind of like see like a following in the, his dad's footsteps. I think even with the voicemail of knowing their dad's alive, but also knowing that he's like, no, my sons can take care of it. Yeah. I think that's a big step too for both of them. Yeah. I especially love the EMF thing Mm -hmm. because, and I'll talk about this till the cows come home, but Dean is smart. Yes. Okay, like he's the clownish one of mm-hmm. the two, but he's smart. I don't know. I like. I hate when there's things going on and people act like Dean is really stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, fuck you, Sam. Like, you make a fucking EMF reader, right? You fucking lawyeress. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Yeah, I like how. Um... It shows the difference between, like, educated and smart. Yeah. Because so many people would think Sam with his um, almost going to law school. And then Dean, the one who's kind of a dropout. He, he mentions he has a GED, um, is looked down upon. But really, yeah, he is really GED fucking great. GED, give him hell attitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interestingly, and I know that this is more like season four trivia because mm-hmm. that's when that quote is from. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, the John Winchester Journal, like, merch item? Yeah. In that 
but I'm pretty sure that he, like, that it contradicts that. And John is like, oh, Dean graduated high school, didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> it probably does. That felt put together by a team that's like, hey, you guys go make some money by writing this fake right. notebook. That was stupid. They <laughs> yeah. literally should have asked fans to make it. Yeah, it doesn't feel canon, so. <laughs> it doesn't count. No. Do you want to talk about the bad guy, the evil vent lint? Vent <laughs> Yes. Oh my god, the fucking the demon fog that makes the sh- 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 noise every time yes. it goes anywhere. And for some reason on the black box had a, a female voice that goes like, No survivors. <laughs> like I don't know what about the bugs translates to that tone. And it had all kinds of like weird other background noises mm-hmm. too. It was like they just couldn't decide what creepy person voice they wanted and just overlaid them all. Like, there was all sorts of, like, blah, 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 like, weird, gross, wet-sounding stuff <laughs> with, like, the sh sha 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 And I was just, like, pick. It was, like, with the, with the, with the... Uh, cougar. Yeah. Yes. Yep. With the wind, you know, the fucking, like, cougar noises with the other predator yeah. sounds. Just and, choose one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this show does that. I think when it comes to their editing, they're, like, people won't care or people won't know. We do. We do care and we do know. I'm coming for you. I like thinking of it as like the director's like, oh, should we do this or this? And everyone's just, yes. Why not both? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I did like how they turned the demons into like almost bug looking things because I think, um, I don't know, it just seems more natural and could go with a lot of different like mythologies. What do you mean bug looking? So you know how it almost looked like flies in the air or this like cloud of bugs. That comes and then goes into his eye specifically. Yep, yep. And the the big the big shiny black eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it as bugs. I was Mm. way more on the like lint and (laughs) of the the spectrum. I thought it was like swarming bugs. I mean, it did kind of give me like a the plague of Egypt Mm -hmm. vibe kind of thing too. I hadn't even thought of that. And that actually connects, too, with the numbers, because I was looking up demons, and, um... Tell us about the lore, Allie. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I will. Um, so, it originally comes from, like, a ton of different places. They mention how everyone has different, um, versions of demons and what they do, and, like, some things may be classified as something else, but fall under it, depending on religion, but I looked up, and it's even back to, like, ancient Mesopotamia, and they had the number seven, which was really important to them, yeah, concerned with demons, and it's seven people who survived the plane crash, and seven is recurring in this episode. Yeah, I think 13 is also mm-hmm. recurring. Seven and is 40. A, seven is a devil number in, um, in Japan as well. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I liked how they focused on that. And like, I'm pretty sure, anyway. Um, they they mentioned the sulfur, which, oh my gosh, I had no idea that people tried to say Obama was a, a demon, and he famously sniffed himself um, once when giving a presentation and was like, what? nope, I don't smell like sulfur. What? <laughs> the internet had so many articles. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. And apparently, so sulfur, if you don't know, like, comes from the earth. So when you think yeah. of, like, hell or underground or whatever. Uh, rotten eggs. Rotten eggs. Um, but sulfur's also, like, they used to think it had restorative be- benefits. Like, where I grew up, they had sulfur springs. Yeah. And, like, they tried to make, like, this medical retreat um, in, like, the late 18, early 1900s. That sounds familiar. 
Also, love that they showed us the magnetized, or magnetized, listen to me, magnified, uh-huh. Jesus, English is my first language, I promise. <laughs> they showed us the magnified sulfur under the microscope. Yeah. That shit looked delicious. Ew, no. It was like popcorn. Give yeah. me, give me. That's the extra side of butter. Uh, oh, no. I don't get butter on my popcorn. Not no. oil butter. Not movie theater butter. No, Not that's that. gross. Ew, ew, ew. Oh, I do have... Let's talk about the exorcisms in this show, and then I'll tell you some about okay. others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know if anything stood out to you from the show. From this? Yeah. Not about the exorcism itself, mm-hmm. but I things surrounding it did. But you go first, Sally. Um, I grew up Catholic, so I love learning about this. I used to live in Italy, so this is like one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, weirdly, but that's not weird. <laughs> We're sitting in a room talking about a show about monsters. True, like we all are so involved in mm-hmm. spooky stuff and horror and yeah. You know. This is definitely like our group's aesthetic and topics oh, yeah. of interest. Oh yeah. Um, but so biblically, like um, because this concentrates a lot more on Christian lore in the show, they had exorcisms in the bible um jesus relied on his power to exercise they put like a ring in their nose and smelling salts or something like that and that's how you exercise but then um later on they started using other things like holy water i found out was came from the 1400s because i thought it was a lot older (laughs) apparently not and one of my favorite fun facts is in 2018 Mm -hmm. 15 thousand people applied for exorcisms in italy alone what wow which is one of my all-time favorite fun facts like what is going on there i lived there during that year and i still don't know that's so many fucking people so many and um and then they bring up the ritual romana Uh uh-huh which they actually get shit right for once maybe because it's christian snaps but um it was like the old, it's from the 1600s, and it wrote out everything that priests could do. It's from Pope Paul V, mm-hmm. um, and it was untouched until 1952. Wow. Yeah. It includes a ton of different rites, including exorcism, but it basically has everything yeah, that yeah. priests would perform. Um, and they strongly uh, cautioned against exorcism, but... If you couldn't avoid it, you could do it. Uh-huh. Um, why, did, why did they caution against it? Because they didn't want people misusing it or, like, using it when it's other things, especially. So, this is a little nerdy, but they revamped it in the Second ca- uh, Vatican Council. Uh-huh. In 62, they revamped it to get rid of things that were mental illnesses. Ah, uh, okay. So, I gotcha, if you had, gotcha. like, schizophrenia or something that we now understand better, you'd be less likely to have an exorcism. Huh. Which is very good. Yes. Um, And now you need to have, like, supernatural strength, language knowledge, avoidance of religious texts, um. And also, um, like, the more stereotypical things. Sure. You have to show those signs. Um, and exorcists can still vary it. There are still ones sanctioned by the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. 
today and what most people don't get though and the one thing that I would critique in this exorcism is traditionally something that happens again and again and again Mm -hmm. um it's not like a one-time event it's done like over a span of time Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's kind of how they take care of it so they got a lot good especially using the name ritual romana like that's awesome that they got that and it has such an interesting history especially how it changed since it was stayed stagnant for over 300 years. Yeah. I can't believe no one did anything with it for that long. Yeah. They were just like, ah, we don't need this right now. Well, if you look at Catholicism, they, like, didn't do any changes since then. True. Because of um, the Latin text and everything. True, true, true. So I think that that's what started the changes. Um, but I do yeah. like learning how, now that we understand mental health, hopefully less people are exercise because it is very like traumatic experience yeah sure yeah no absolutely yeah honestly like i kind of the exorcism was a lot of fun so i actually kind of like this so we had a little bit of isolationist horror in the second episode but this time we got like chaotic isolationist (laughs) horror which was a lot of fun like this was a really good concept Mm -hmm. for an episode like being stuck on a plane having to be like discreet in an area where you can't really be discreet like um they're very lucky that the stewardess was as intelligent and Mm -hmm. willing as she was and it had like that exactly also i like you know a problem with a lot of um, fight scenes and like physical conflict in TV and movies is that it's just like too choreographed, too actiony, yeah. and it doesn't involve any like emotional stakes mm-hmm. for the characters. But this didn't have that issue, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, even though it's just like, oh, whatever, there's this like demon on the airplane, they find a way to tie it back in to character stuff um, mm-hmm. via Sam. Uh, because the demon is like, hey, I'm going to taunt you about your dead girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. So, like, what could have been, like, emotionally a boring scene mm-hmm. um, becomes really vital. And I love how seeing Dean afraid and then seeing, yeah. like, the flashing lights and him cowering. Um, oh it was God. both funny, but I think it does build on his character. Yeah. And show him facing something he... <laughs> would try anything to avoid and it's such a good mirror of that um scene where he's still like waking up too oh yeah because he's like you know i i'm not like bothered by like monsters and stuff (laughs) yeah i've got this jimongous knife under my pillow but that's just a precaution but like when when faced with this kind of thing like an illogical phobia is no power no power over it there's no way to to do anything with that yeah and he like makes rock his like personality but him humming metallica is actually cute because he probably grew up with it so i did enjoy that very sweet yeah i love the blues brothers (laughs) a reference at the beginning yeah and i i just think it's funny because they never go out and Mm -hmm. do the we're on a mission from God. <laughs> like, they never do that, but then they are engaged in an exorcism on the yep. airplane later. Oh, I love how they reference the poltergeist and the exorcism, or the exorcist in it. Yeah. yeah they yeah. reference I both. I love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh and God. I really like because, um, so the guy who made that exorcist, 
he made a documentary about going to Italy. That's where that fun fact is from. Oh. Um, and ev- everyone he talked to, all these scientists were like, oh, I don't believe in exorcisms. And he's like, why? And they were like, oh, because it, it looks like this, this, and this. And he's like, I'm the guy who made that up for a movie. Like, that, that was <laughs> me. I'm talking about, like, real. And they're like, no, it doesn't look like it should. And he's like, no, that was just fake. <laughs> wow. So it's also interesting that they mentioned that and then um, knowing the background of him kind of changing what what possession and exorcism looks like right. in yeah. our minds. I did like the use of the exorcism in this. I mm-hmm. thought it was a lot less cliché. Because, like, I don't know, in, in a supernatural show, an exorcism, ex- like, episode is so easy. Like, it's bottom-of-the-barrel idea, scraping. But to do it in, like, a moving airplane as it's, like, going <laughs> down, Dean screaming under flashing lights. I don't know. It was pretty good. I like that. I'm really interested in, like, the personality of the demon mm-hmm. also. Despite the fact that, like, we don't interact with it much, I just think it's so corny that, like, both times the demon is sinking the plane, he's like, Oh my god, time really does fly. <laughs> so I just have to think that, like, this demon is, like, going back and, like, doing this on, like, a cycle or whatever they talk about, right? Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. every time he's, like, crashing the plane or whatever, he's like, time really does fly. Like, that one asshole who just makes the same fucking joke over and over and over oh my again. God. Now I kind of <laughs> wish the plane would have went down so I could have seen. <laughs> I also like how, um, so in mythology, depending on, like, the religion or the culture, um, demons can be good or bad. And yeah. they have different intentions. So I love that with this. Of uh, This one's just like a corny dad who likes chaos too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real. And I mean, obviously, this show explores demons having mm-hmm. different personalities and everything. But there is a very, like, literal black and white, yeah. like, morality with with demons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, Jordan, I think you're right. I hadn't thought about that, that this is something so overdone that we needed it in a different way. And it yeah. makes it so much more enjoyable. And it's honestly, like, in my opinion, been, like, the only creative, like, kind of bad mm-hmm. guy we've had. Because the first episode, like, I lo- Lady in White Trope, I love, of course, it's, we have literally talked about this is a story as old, literally as old mm-hmm. as time. Um, the Wendigo was done so poorly. And then the third episode, like, a revenge ghost. Oh, like, a water ghost. Like, that was so popular and of its time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I thought this was... It's fun. It's fun. It's Mm -hmm. just good fun. I love the zoom in on the holy water sizzling. Oh, my God. It looks so funny. It looks looks like, um, like fucking Alka-Seltzer or some shit. I know. So, she was like, oh, my God, what's wrong with him? So, in her mind, like, they're pouring water on him and he's sizzling. In my mind, I was like... What if it's battery acid? Oh, that's so true. <laughs> like, what if I'm being tricked? That would be me. Like, <laughs> right. am I watching this man get murdered and I'm, a, like, abetting in this? That's so funny because when I saw it, I was like, we only are allowed three ounces on an That airplane. was my thought, too. I was like, how do you get that whole ass bottle up there? Yeah. Mm. Could you, like, swallow a ton and then throw it up on someone? Would that make it still holy water? Like, like an anti-exorcist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> an exorcismist uh, <laughs> i'm sorry wow yeah they'll throw away hand lotion they don't give a fuck i'm really shocked they were able to get that on the plane oh yeah i got screamed at at an airport and they kept going what is this and it was like lotion and they kept going what's it for and i was like 
lotion because I had too much on an airplane once. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't imagine a mysterious liquid in like a bent container. Oh my god, and it's gonna extra suck after that traumatic plane ride to just immediately have to turn right mm. back around to get in your car. I didn't think about that. Rent yeah. a car. Yeah. Where did they say they were going? Oh, the I flight itself. They might not have specified. I don't know. I think they know. did, but I didn't catch it. It wasn't international. No. It mm. was over the U.S. I'm just going to say Midwest, but like west of us. The last episode was in Wisconsin. Which mm-hmm. where, where, where did this take place? New York. JFK. Yeah. Okay, so it's in New York. Uh, yeah, I do like that we're kind of getting into the Midwest area, like closer to where mm-hmm. we're from. So yeah. Next episode's in Toledo, right? Yes. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Toledo. I would love if they did the Loveland Frogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that wouldn't happen, but just imagine. It's a cryptid from Toledo, I'm pretty oh, sure. You don't know about the Loveland Frogs? No. Oh. Okay, this is something I'll be researching. I mean, there's plenty of, like, the more they branch out into the sort of, like, Christian mythology, mm-hmm. the less they do, like, local yeah. monsters. Because there's a lot of things that they don't do. Like, they don't do, like, the Jersey Devil, for example. Or, I like, know, and those would be so fun. Yeah, like, Mothman. Yeah, we so Bad we've already oh in four episodes we've had four uh, three spirits. Yeah, mm, they they do true. a lot of ghosts. I yeah. would say the majority is ghosts. But I also think uh, ghosts is something that reflects so much about us and our fears. So I think that's why they lean into it because that it changes. Sense. There's an extremely human yeah. component to a ghost. But anyways, ghosts too are internet like everywhere has yeah. you know ghost stories. I guess not everywhere oh, has true. a Jersey Devil story, so probably good for yeah. international audiences well, too. You know, I'm a poet, and I firmly believe that the specific and the personal create a reality that's more understandable than a vagary. Yeah. So and you plus, can't prove me wrong. <laughs> I'm right about this. Plus, the 2005 mindset may have been different, but I'm like, give me, like, the weird international monsters. (laughs) Like, I want to learn. Yeah. No, true. I will say, though, that that can be deeply cringe. Yes. Like, as someone who fucking loves the X-Files, let me tell you about all of the, like, quote-unquote ethnic monsters I really never want to have to think about again from Mm. that when they, like, tried to talk about them in the 90s. And there's definitely... As we as we know, just even from episode Wendigos. two, Ew, yep. and that's not even like overseas or nothing. Yeah, they're from here, and we couldn't get it right. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, Ugh. yeah, like like in the scene, they're like trying to talk about some some fucking like Japanese demons. Like they mm-hmm. don't even really talk about you know how how the Japanese idea of demon is like intrinsically different from the Western idea. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, ooh, the the less they like, they you know, move outside of the realm of U.S. legendary creatures, mm-hmm. the happier I am, Yeah, frankly. I agree. Although I'd, I I still want my Cockney version of this. I think that the would lads. be so fun. The lads and just, like, let's have them travel on trains and get into misadventures. Yeah, I mean, they could be, oh, my God, there could be so many train ghosts. Yeah. <gasps> I didn't even think about that. Oh, my God. Exactly. Someone Jack the Ripper? Yes, please. Oh Someone my god. This. We could get a like fun old style like Orient Express murder mystery. Oh my god. Yeah. Like within the confines of Supernatural. That sounds so fun. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. All right. 
someone needs to put us in a writer's room because <laughs> Supernatural is just not doing it for me. But someone needs me to like just tell them what to write. I'm not a creative I'm writer. I'm contradict that. I mean, Supernatural is obviously doing it for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's doing fair. it for me. I'm, I'm here fair. talking about this fucking show. It just also infuriates mm-hmm. me sometimes. Uh-uh. I think like there's something about it where it's just like so close to getting it right so often yeah. that it, it just... You know, it gets a little aggravating now and now and again. I've and enjoyed the show. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just saying I've enjoyed two of the episodes, so I Ooh. guess we're at two for two. It could be worse. <laughs> two, two for, for two. Four. Two for four. <laughs> oh, sorry. Two, 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 two. Yeah, two, two and two. I should, should say instead oh. of two for two. I, I love that this episode leans back into like the hard rock stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it didn't really do it or it didn't do it well in the past two episodes. And I really, I believed it this time a lot more than the previous episode. I did still laugh at this song. Who was it by like Power Man? 5,000. 5, during the, um, the like... Dress we're, up. We're sequence. doing our <laughs> the dress up sequence. <laughs> oh my god, I love that you put it like that though, because it really is. It's like they're it's like that scene from um you know, like every fucking girly movie or TV show where Princess they go, Diaries. They pick out where the they outfit do that. Yeah. and they get the makeover and stuff. It's literally that, yep. but hard rock. And I had to laugh. This was the first episode where the music didn't sound like it was from the Shrek soundtrack. <laughs> Oh, no <laughs> it's so true though that it ending is. yeah You're not wrong i i i yeah that's what i mean it mm-hmm. like i i bought it this time yeah i was like okay and i think vibe wise this fits so well because the first episode was like highs and lows the second third episode were just like dark and depressing yeah and i get that there's some need for that but like to start out a show like that yeah especially a show that goes on to be so um lighten moments and have a balance yeah i'm so glad we got back to more of a balance yeah for real well the last episode where we talked about the fanfic we had the beach (laughs) fanfic and i'm ready for a beach episode i want my cool down i know it's only four episodes in but i'm ready for it i want to cool down those are my favorite ncw shows you're not cooled down enough by like Dean being traumatized on the plane i had a great laugh about that the cool down yeah him being traumatized was weirdly a cooldown, I will say. <laughs> and this time Dean screams is like, okay, everything's good now. I don't know why, but I have exhales passive aggressively. Oh, when he's telling him to breathe. Oh yeah, the the yoga crap. Yeah. And then he's like trying really hard to exhale. I didn't read that as passive aggressive. I read that as like, okay, yeah, you're right. I really need to calm down. Oh, I read it as like, ugh fine <laughs> that type of yeah the crystal thing is so useful mm-hmm. i'm thinking about how useful that would have been many times throughout the series but is not i i hate to like ruin it for you jordan but It'd they never so nice. do that again it's actually funny because that was my thought when they were saying that i'm like oh that's cool they've already established like a little weapon against revealing demons also it doesn't mean god Unfortunately, not up in my Latin. I took like one year of Latin in high school. I think it's just Deus, right? For God. I mean, yeah, but my Latin or my Latin and Roman Catholic days are coming back to haunt me. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Christo's I mean, like Christ. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's about Christ, obviously. But 
I mean, it depends on what your particular brand so. of Christianity is, right? So well, if you're from a Catholic background, like you or me, I would say yeah. that they're interchangeable. Oh, I because wouldn't. Of, oh, I, I, defi- I definitely feel like they are. Really? Because the Trinity is, they're, they're all-encompassing and they're aspects of each other. But they're aspects of each other that are different. Yeah, exactly. But they're also all the sa- same. Yeah, like, I will... like the Holy Ghost is God. Yeah. But also is not right exactly okay i lean more into this is semantics but oh one fun fact so originally they would say like i command you to get out of this person demon and they changed it so that it's now asking god to command the demon to get out interesting yeah i like that i really am curious why yeah, no, I'm sure that has to do with um, some sort of, like, you know, the hubris of man. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. who do you think you are? You can't tell demons yeah. to do nothing. You better ask God for help. Uh, I I wanted to call back, Jordan, to, I think it was last the last episode, where you were asking about, like, John just sort of letting them... Or no, it was two episodes ago. Like, is he just, like, fucking off and, like, letting people die? But this answered your question yeah. about that because he has, like, the voicemail that's, like, literally call my son, I'm busy, bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was hoping he's, like, busy burning in hell or something. <laughs> he's just busy doing John things. John things. Being drunk and angry. Yeah, he's just... I'm, like, already setting him up. Like, I don't know if the show's gonna like swerve me and be like oh he actually had a good intentions but like literally just abandoning your son that you pretty much forced into this life and then now without any warning making him take it all over i don't know it seems really shitty so that's funny because the first time i watched it i did not dislike him really i was like they gotta save the dad like let's go save the dad this poor dad's probably dying well even with like so for me even like because Dean is kind of dragging Sam along, but, like, when you think about Dean's intentions, like, Dean is, like, was not, he had hoped that Sam would want to continue this with him and didn't want to do it alone, but at the same time, he was also, like, just burned, Sam's Mm. grieving, you can be with your brother, this can be a distraction, Mm -hmm. but John, I'm not getting that vibe, and I could be wrong, Mm -hmm. but it just seems very much like Dean was just expected to Mm -hmm. do these things, and Dean just went along with it. I think you're going to enjoy the exploration of the dynamic between the three of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm ready for... I'm glad this was, like, the first time we really got a big... from Since the first episode, like, a morsel Mm -hmm. of what's going on with John. Yes, because we haven't heard jack shit. Yeah, and it's kind of with the the burning of the mother and Jess as well too because that was referenced by the demon yeah they're like remember remember the overarching plot yes <laughs> this is not at this point does not seem like an overarching plot mm-hmm. type of show they really only give you like a crumb little, the little nuggies yes the little nuggies the little nuggy nugs I feel like they planned out for like 12 episodes and then they were like we have 22 let's fill a bunch mm. let's just throw some creativity i actually kind of wonder so the shorter episodes mm-hmm. is kind of a more modern thing mm-hmm. um at this time like long serialized tv because like you didn't have netflix it was harder to get a hold of television so i think this series would be a lot more successful as a shorter like shorter seasons 
Oh, I like it. You mean like the style that they make now where it's like eight episodes that are like an hour and a half long? Yeah, even not necessarily an hour and a half, but just like eight episodes. I was thinking like the um, Queen's Gambit. Yeah, something like that. I think I would prefer with this show just because this has a lot of minutia that you have to like shift through. Mm -hmm. And we're only four episodes in and I'm like, oof, we have 18 more of these this season. So we'll oh, it see. Gets good. I like it. Yeah, it does. It picks up. Mm-hmm. It's I. It really hasn't hit its stride. Yeah, I think once, yet. especially into the third season, they like. Yeah. Plus, we're taking these. Well, with the style that we're doing this podcast, mm-hmm. we're also taking these slower episodes and like mm-hmm. we're really digesting and dissecting them. So it kind of exacerbates like mm-hmm. the episode itself as well. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited when we get to kind of those more quick, fast-paced mm-hmm. episodes. Yeah. With all the punchy, snappy dialogue. Yeah. Yep. Oh, because I love some snappy dialogue. That's why I'm such, like, a fan of Buffy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in Buffy, it feels almost too snappy. Like, they always say the perfect thing. Oh. Or not as bad as, like, Veronica Mars or a show <laughs> like that, if you've ever seen that. Yeah. But Let's read the episode. How do you yeah. guys feel about this on the one to five? I'm going to give it... A th- I'm going to go with a four. I'm pretty confident with a four. A four out of five Dean screams. That was mine. Oh, well, too bad. <laughs> four out of five Dean screams because this one was fun. It was a fun episode as long as you don't take it too seriously. What about you, Allie? I'm putting you on the spot. I know. I, I chose a Dean screams. Um, I'm going to say four out of five five seconds of slow panning across Dean's ass. That's how long it felt. (laughs) Um, I thought it was really fun. I think they're back in the right vibe. And I know it's not like the most crucial episode, so I wouldn't say it's five out of five, but I really had fun. Yeah, I agree. I would also give it a four out of five and we'll say a four out of five Homemade EMF readers. Yeah. For wholesome smart Dean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen mm-hmm. next time, Jordan? Oh my God. I just. I'm so scared. It's going to be another ghost. Like, <laughs> I'm okay. I love ghosts. If any anyone knows me, like, I'm a big fan of ghosts, but like, let's just. Let's do like two ghost episodes and then something else. Give me a werewolf. I want a werewolf. Ooh. That's what I'm hoping for. Predicting ghosts, hoping for werewolf. <laughs> okay. Well, the last thing we haven't done is talk about our fan fiction highlight, which this one, I feel like with this many in a row that have all be, been Dustiel and I'm the one picking, <laughs> I feel like I've really just outed myself. I just don't even recognize there's other shipping. Yeah. Well, I feel bad like doing it because it's season one and yeah. like I should almost... I should try a little harder to find <laughs> things that include Sam more, I think, but... But there know. are no women left, and there are no yeah. even characters, really. It's, it's difficult mm-hmm. when, um, you know... Yeah, like you said, there's no real romance for Sam for a while, so there's, like, mm-hmm. episode codas and stuff that are Sam-focused or whatever, and I do have some of those later. All right, this one is called Eyes Bluer Than the Sky. It's by Escape underscore Reality and it's hosted on AO3. This one is another air travel thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read all the characters. Most of them are not 
seriously important. Main ones are Dean and Sam and Cass. Here are our tags. There's a lot. <laughs> Airplanes, strangers to lovers, awkward flirting, awkward crush, awkward romance, getting to know each other, airplane seat neighbors, adorable flirting, which is different from regular flirting, which is also tagged, comedy, <laughs> romantic comedy, literally the epitome of a rom-com, dinner date, Dean freaking out over his outfit, awkward cast, also awkward Dean, pining, sexual attention, teasing, banter, childhood stories, Dean's afraid of planes, yes, Castiel helps him, Dean Winchester has a fear of flying, hotel sex, top cast, bottom Dean, which is the only way. <laughs> We're gonna mm. get hate. Well, hate me then. Deal with it. Go after Jasper. <laughs> Jordan and I have nothing to do with it. Anyway. I'm okay declaring Dean as a bottom. He has extreme bottom energy. Fight me. You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, blowjobs, handjobs, anal sex, anal fingering, light dom sub, gags, mouth gag, dom sub undertones, blah, 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 obviously. Happy ending, Destiel, endgame, Destiel, freeform. Those are the tags. There were a lot. That was a lot. I like the juxtaposition, too. It's like tags, light flirting, tag, bound and gagged yeah no exactly like literally the epitome of a rom-com anal fingering yeah i don't know what rom-coms you watch but you're watching the wrong (laughs) yeah no for real yeah i don't think you can like much much love to you yes escape reality i don't know if i can in good faith accept a um a rated e thick as a a rom-com i don't know i kind of feel like this person was probably writing this and it was kind of they were keeping it light and fun and then they're like wait but i'm horny yes or as happens when writing the writing takes over what Mm -hmm. you want it to do and it's like oh you thought this was a cute story no bitch Mm -hmm. (laughs) no nasty this is porn now these characters fuck (laughs) There's nothing you can do about it. Anyway, maybe I'll read the summary one day. (laughs) Dean absolutely hated flying. Everyone who knew him knew that. But when he meets a gorgeous stranger seemingly by fate who makes his flying experience much more enjoyable, will their obvious chemistry and connection lead to something more? A.K.A. our airplane seats happen to be beside each other. You fell asleep on my shoulder and may have snored, talked in your sleep and drooled a bit, but it's okay because you're adorable as hell and I kind of want to ask you out. Mm. Yeah. I've fallen asleep on a lot of strangers in planes and really not usually the outcome. A lot I, more droll. A lot yeah. <laughs> I've never really fallen asleep on anyone. Yeah, no. I, I try and be as far away from people as possible at all times. And if people are really close to me, I just cannot get comfortable. Fair. I'm incapable of sleeping on planes. <sighs> I can't do it. I was on a plane and the only spare seat was by me and my mom so my mom decided to put me next to a stranger her next to me and the empty seat in the aisle and i was oh, like God. fuck this and just slept on the random person my age-ish near me so uh-huh. like, eh. that's still that's terrifying that's like my worst nightmare <laughs> literally don't touch me <laughs> just don't yeah we were really lucky when we were so we i my the only flight i really been on as an adult was about nine hours long mm-hmm. and um there was a layover halfway in between so we ended up getting in this horrifying plane that maybe held like 20 people but because of that there were two seats 
on one side and then the second row only had one seat those are so nice oh so i wow. ran for that single yeah. it was the best plane ride ever oh my god incredible so nice <laughs> crazy turbulence this plane had to be from the 70s but oh, those small ones because yeah. we always fly to toronto and then fly out to abroad yeah or michigan it's a lot we cheaper if fly... you do that it's freaking america gouges the prices on everything oh yeah. it's just whatever route we'll google yeah <laughs> incredible well, thanks for tuning in to On the Road with Supernatural. Our theme music was composed by Anthony Ployhart, and special thanks to Sophia Linden for our logo. Contact us on Instagram or Twitter at OTR Supernatural or by email at ontheroadwithsupernatural at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. That's all for today. See you next time in Toledo, Ohio. See you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>